And it's a grind. It's grueling. But, uh, you know, we're, we're just going to keep it going because we have goals and aspirations for this team, man. You know, hard work pays off and, you know, we're just going to keep it going. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the first episode of the podcast on the Prairie presented by Perme Media. This is Jeremiah Hall, number 27 on the field, but number one in your hearts. And with me today is my co-host, Braden Willis, formerly known as number 81. But this year he'll be wearing nine, baby. What's going on, Oklahoma family? This is Braden here. Uh, today we're going to go over a couple things. The first being a detailed day in the life of fall camp. The second thing being dealing with expectations of being a big time program like ourselves. And then the third thing is uh, some of the newcomers and or teammates that are standing out during camp. All right, guys, we got a whole bunch of stuff planned for you today. But first, we're going to tell a little bit about ourselves real quick. Brady, what 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 you got going on? What What's your past look like? Uh, yeah, man, I am formerly from Fort Texas, uh, DFW area. Uh, I am the, my, my mom is Rhonda Reddick. Um, I went to Arlington Martin High School. Uh, it's actually a pretty well-known school in the area. Uh, I came out of Arlington Martin as a three-star recruit. My journey to OU started as uh, Coach, Coach Riley coming to recruit me late on, later on in the recruiting process. Uh, a lot of people know that my recruiting process wasn't like the normal uh, the normal football players. I was recruited late. Uh, I was recruited by Coach Riley hearing from another coach at another school across the Metroplex uh, hearing, and he heard about me. They came down that day, interviewed me, talked to me, whatever the case would be, and then I got an offer. Um, I've loved OU so far. Uh, You know, I went through a tough injury last year, but other than that, you know, Oklahoma's been great. I've enjoyed playing for this program for the last three years. And that's just a little bit about me. Uh, Jeremiah, you want to talk about your uh, pre-OU journey? Man, man, y'all, for those of you who don't know, I've heard that story too. So just, I know Braden's being modest with you guys. So here's Coach Riley and Coach Gundy, right? They were driving in a car going to see a completely different recruit when somebody messaged Coach Riley to take a look at Braden's film. Coach Riley was so excited about possibly recruiting this guy. They literally went over to his school that very same day and and offered them. That, does that sound right, Braden? Yeah, man, that's about right. You know, and I'm very blessed for the opportunity. Shout out to that coach that put Riley on, man. I wouldn't be here today, but... <laughs> Yeah, you owe him dinner or something, right? <laughs> yeah. And you know, the craziest thing about it is his name is Joe Willis. He actually has the same uh, last name as me. And my mom did go over there and we chopped it up with him a little bit and thanked him. But yeah, shout out Coach Willis. Hey, Coach Willis. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. So a little bit about myself next. Uh, a little, A little bit different. You know, I was born and raised in Charlotte, North Carolina. And prior to as... Many OU fans know prior to Coach Riley getting to OU, he was at East Carolina. And so I had always heard of stories of how those guys over there were beating up on boys like uh, UNC Car- uh, Chapel Hill, uh, Carolina, um, NC State, and uh, just these bigger schools that typically 
ECU would stand no chance up against. And so I think that uh, Coach Riley might have known a little bit about me prior to him vacating and, and, and leaving ECU to go to OU, but that's neither here nor there. That's how I knew of him. Now, how he got in contact with me, um, I don't know. I guess that's just the Lord's work. But uh, similar to Braden, man, I wasn't a very uh, uh, as decorated as other guys, you know. Yeah, I wasn't as decorated as, uh, as as some other guys, but I did have a good amount of offers, Braden. I was kind of like you. Um, but no, I'll never forget the day where East Carolina came to look at me, Appalachian State, OU, Syracuse. And I think about four other schools were all lined up watching me and my quarterback throw routes. And it was like a, a dream come true at that time. You know, I had all these all these coaches lined up in all these colors. And not too long after that, man, you know, I think I impressed Coach Riley because uh, Jay Ballware, you know, he's not at OU anymore, but he gave me a call and I got the offer. And uh, and the rest is history. You know, I um. He called me one day and he said they were going to offer another H-back. And I was just like, you know what? I don't like that. So I think I committed like a couple of days later. I was like, you know, I'm going to hold my spot. <laughs> I committed before I even uh, took a visit to OU. So um, <laughs> same here. Uh, I guess you could say we're men of faith. Huh? <laughs> we're trusting <laughs> trust the process. But um, yeah, Braden, my, uh, just like you, man, I've enjoyed my time here. And um, man, what? four and a half years I've been here. Yeah, I got here. Yeah, I got here in January 17. Were you an early enrollee? I wasn't, but three of those years you were stuck with me. So, um, no, I wasn't an early enrollee, but now we've been together for a while. I think we know each other pretty well. Uh, pretty best, you yeah, know, good, of course to be good best friends. friends huh? And, uh, most definitely. Yo, I'll never forget when you were in Gundy's room. Like that seems like such a long time ago, huh? Yes, freshman year started off as an inside receiver, uh, transitioned to H back right after the season, and uh, that that's man. what kicked it off, man. Yo, Gundy's room was tough, huh? <laughs> you know, Gundy's a fiery guy, man. Hey, uh, love my coach, coach Gundy to death, man. He's one of the guys that you know recruited me and everything like that. But he's a fiery guy, man. But he makes you a better player, man. His resume yeah, speaks for yeah, himself. You know, we're not gonna put Coach Gundy on the spot here on the on the first episode. Okay, guys. So we're two weeks in the fall camp, and Sooner Nation fall camp is a beast. I'm telling you, my legs are dead. I'm a little Man. tired. We're recording this thing during fall camp, but we're still going to keep this thing rolling. Ain't that right, Bray? Of course, man. You know, like like Jay Hall said, man, it's a grind. It's grueling. But, uh, you know, we're, we're just going to keep it going because we have goals and aspirations for this team, man. You know, hard work pays off, and, you know, we're just going to keep it going. Yes, sir. We're champions are made. All right, so – First things first, we're going to go through our typical fall camp schedule. So we have practiced six days out of the week and our one day off is kind of like a half a day off. And so we'll have meetings, um, rehab and some other things. But here's our typical schedule. Starting off at 6.15 to 7.15, we have breakfast, taping, and we get dressed, right? Now, let me tell you how this works, right? So you got to kind of get there at like 6, 6.15 as soon as the doors open, because if everybody gets there at 6.30 trying to get taped, 
it's kind of a hassle and nobody likes to wait in line. And so what I'll do, I'll wake up at like 5.45, 5.40, get there at least by 6.05, 6.10. So that way, as an old head, you know, I'll get there and get tape first. So that way I'm not rushing to get dressed or, or get breakfast. You know, I don't even eat too much in the mornings, but sometimes I'll get a shot of coffee if I, <laughs> if I need it. You know, it, it really helps me. Yeah, and just let me chime on that a little bit, uh, Jay Hall. You know, and uh, as an old guy as well, I have a whole routine going into the mornings. You know, I wake up at around 5.30. You know, I get there maybe around 5.45-ish, maybe 5.50. I oh, get, you get there early. Yeah, man, I get in the, I get in the hot tub, man. I got to get in the hot tub before I start the day <laughs> off, man. I got to get this old body going, man. Got to get the legs ready, primed, ready to go. But yeah, I get in the hot tub, man, yeah. and then I go get taped. Then I go eat breakfast, man, and then I have just a second of listening to some of my favorite songs, just trying to get my mind ready for the day, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't really like getting in the hot tub right before I get taped because I feel like the tape just doesn't stay on, and then it just bothers me. Does it not bother you? you Got to dry off really, really good, man. Make sure no, no liquid is sticking on you or nothing like that, man. Yeah. Okay. All right, so Braden gets in the hot tub at five forty-five in the morning when, when I wake up. Okay, cool, <laughs> cool. He's just he's just much better preparation than I am. All right, so from six fifteen to seven fifteen, we have breakfast taping and dress. Like I said, then from seven fifteen until about eight thirty-ish, we have position meetings, and so this typically consists of special teams. And uh, your position. So obviously me and Braden play tight end H-back. So we're all with the tight ends. QBs go with the QBs and so on and so forth. So this is where we go over the plays we're going to run for the day. Uh, possibly look at any mistakes you made the previous day. If there are any more corrections to be made. And uh, it's pretty much getting you ready for that 9 a.m. practice. You know, uh, during our meetings, you know, we always talking about, you know, Coach uh, Joe John Finley is always talking about having juice. You know what I'm saying? Juice. 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 <laughs> juice. Yeah, got to have a juice, baby. It doesn't matter what time we wake up. Whenever you get get in that facility, uh, you got to have some juice. You know, Coach Riley always says there better not be any yawning or uh, sleepy eyes. And so uh, you got to be wide awake no matter how early we get in, the, uh, get in the building. But moving on to practice. So position meetings end around like 8.15, 8.30, depending on how much your coach likes to talk. Uh, Joe John normally lets us out, but practice is about from nine until eleven twenty. So it's about two hours and twenty minutes. Um, have you seen on the Instagram, Twitter, all that type of stuff? We got one on ones, inside runs, seven on seven, and all this type of stuff to get us better. And uh, yeah, it's hot out there, y'all. Man, very hot, very hot. You, you yeah, a lot of pictures. Out there. A lot of pictures that you'll see me in, you know, I'm rocking a little crop top look, you know, I, I got to keep the stomach out, man. Big guys running a lot. I got to I got to let myself breathe a little bit, guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Brayden, you inspired me to do that because before I'd always wear a shirt underneath. I saw it. But saw now you jumped on like, the way. Yeah. Man. Yeah. You saw that the past few days. I've, I've been rocking the crop top. Bro. Hey, man, you look good. I don't I don't. <laughs> Man, I, I don't got I don't got abs like Brandon, y'all, but uh, it feels good. Oh, most definitely, it, it, it really does. So yeah, we're out there in about uh, fifteen pounds worth of pads and ninety five degree weather. You know, just you know, day to day to day to day stuff. So, um, we're down there at the rugby fields. We get out 
uh, around 11.30, get back to the facility. Immediately, what I do, I uh, I hop in the cold tub. You know, I cannot just go shower or I got to find a way to cool my body down, um, get rid of any soreness in my body. The cold tub always helps. It's like a zero degree pool. It's not zero degrees, but it feels like it. No, it's very cold, man. I, uh, I'm i one of the guys that I... I don't really get in with bare feet. I have to use the little uh, booties, the little booties to get in the, the oh, yeah. cold tub, man. Because if I don't, I feel like my froze are gonna free, my toes are gonna freeze off, man. So yeah, it's it's very cold. Yeah, I get in there with socks. I I gotta have socks. I can't if I get in with no socks. Hey, are you God, kidding? Hey guys, that's do like, it, man. It's not happening. <laughs> All right, so that's the first half of our day, and then uh, we have lunch, uh, rehab, and um, nap time. So from 12 to around 2.30-ish is pretty much up to us, ourselves, on how we handle that time. You know, the NCAA just implemented a rule that we have to have at least three hours between the end of practice and our next activity show up. Shout out to the NCAA for getting some things right. You know, NIL, uh, time between practice. You know, they're uh, they're coming around. Yeah, that was clutch, <laughs> They're man. doing pretty good. Brady, you got the second half of the yeah, schedule? Yeah, man, I get, I get the second half of the schedule. So, you know, like like Jeremiah, like Jer- Jeremiah said, after, um, after we get back from practice, we have a break. Usually during that break, I like to take a little nap, you know. Obviously, like Jeremiah said, I am an older guy, so I have to get in the cold tub. That is mandatory. Uh, so it, it just helps with, you know, rec- helping your body recover. But after after we get done with the cold tub and everything, shower and everything, go to lunch. Lunch is at 12 usually. We have about an hour for lunch, and then we get back around 2 o'clock-ish. Two, 2.20 is when our defense lifts, defense and specialists, they have their uh, weightlifting session. And then right after that, around 2.50, we have our offensive lifting session. And in between those sessions, if one of the teams is lit or one of the sides of the ball is lifting, the other side can go get treatment. So usually that's what most of our guys are doing during that time. Hey, where do you, uh, where do you take your naps at? It depending on depending on when we get out, I go home. If I can, if I have a chance to go, home, I I because I live right by you know I'm pretty close to the stadium. So oh yeah, yeah. yeah so you, you right know I try school. to go home. Yeah, I stay I stay like I stay a little too far. well. It's not far. I stay probably about twelve minutes. Braden stays like three minutes away from the stadium. So yeah, so you know I like to go home, be in my own space, like the you know. Because yeah. you know guys are still active around that time. You know some guys don't go to sleep so. I, I got to get the, away. For the young guys watching this in the future, yo, if y'all want to hit up the uh, the players' lounge right across the office from Coach Riley, it's always empty. So, oh, that's yeah. a gym right there. I yeah, never that, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a gym. You know, uh, so for my guys listening, yeah, that's that's a gym. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. Well, moving on, man. Uh, after that, we usually have a special teams meeting right after uh, we get done with our lift, around three forty-five ish. It depends on the day, but we'll cover some different special teams each day. And then right after that, we're going straight to position meetings. Like literally, after the meeting is over, we're going to position meetings. Spend about an hour, hour thirty minutes in position meetings. 
And then we we have a little bit of time to eat dinner and just collect ourselves before we have a team meeting and all of our walkthroughs. The team meeting and walkthroughs, they usually take about, I don't know, two hours or so. And so that puts us around eight o'clock, 8.20, where we get to be able to get in the locker room, shower, pick up our snack. And then around 8.30, 8.45, we are headed home to start the next day. Go to sleep, start the next day, man. Yeah, you know, sometimes it feels like the days just run, run along together. together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think this past week, I think it was like Friday, and I thought it was Tuesday. I was really tripping. Oh, man. Hey, that's just part of fall camp, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, anyways. Uh, yeah, man. Sooner Nation, that is a, a day in the life of fall camp. You know, it sounds like a lot, but that's what we live for. And plus, it pays the bill, so I don't really have another option, you know? <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, I mean, it, it is grueling, like JR said. It, it, it sucks sometimes. But at the same time, you're with your boys, you're with your family, man. What else would you rather be doing at the same time? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, true. There are. There are fall camp is definitely the funniest time of year, in my opinion. Almost definitely. Yeah. Like, just guys are just tired, and you just see, like, the dumbest stuff on film and the funniest things in the locker room. You know, I think we were on Bleach Report or something the other day. Yeah, man, guys get delirious, man. You see some funny stuff. Hey, Jay, do you want to go ahead and uh, get on to the topic of uh, dealing with some of the expectations of this year since we're already on fall camp and we already talked about how how bad it is and, you know, how grueling it is. and But we go through it because we want to win that national championship, man. So you want to go ahead and you go ahead and cover some of them expectations, man? Man, so we're, uh, what, top three in these polls, huh? That's what I've heard, man. That's uh, that's what I'm hearing, man. Ooh, in the words of Jalen Hurts, rat poison. Rat poison. <laughs> rat poison. <laughs> yeah, baby, rat poison. Forget those polls, man. We don't care about that. We just, all we all we're gonna do is work. That national championship is gonna come one way or another. But uh, yeah, you know, let's um, Braden, let's talk about the offense first, right? So let's let's talk about the previous offenses that we've had, right? So Oklahoma has been known since Coach Riley stepped foot on campus to have history-making offenses. I think, what, in 2017, we had the best offense in the history of college football in terms of, what, yards per play? Yeah, man, 2017, and uh, followed by that 2018 were two of the best offenses in, re- in uh, recent history as far as you know, college football yeah. goes. And then, obviously, the offenses prior to that and after that have, haven't been slouches either, you know? So, yeah, man, right. those two years were great, and uh, luckily we got to be a part of some of those teams, you know? Right, yeah, yeah. That 2017 offense, that was my red shirt year. You know, I remember watching Baker Mayfield put it on the show like I was a fan. Man. <laughs> I practiced with him every day, and I, I still thought he was the, the, the greatest football player in the world. Yeah, man. Unfortunately, I didn't get to play with Baker. But, uh, man, you know, being with Kyler was something else, man. Just some, the, being in those offenses, man. It, yeah. it was it was crazy, man. Those those guys were literal superstars, and these guys were ballers, man. You know, playing with some guys like Kyler and CD, and you know the whole offensive line like Cody Ford and Bobby and Drew and all those guys, man. It it really taught me a lot, and it really 
gave me the blueprint for how I conduct myself and how I go about, you know, the season these days, you know? Right now, for sure. Baker, Kyler, and Jalen, and just all those guys that came before us, they really taught me how to handle these expectations, how to lead. I, I learned from every every mistake that they made and every bit of success that they had. And I'm trying to implement it. Well, I am implementing it with the, with the guys on the team. And, and, and you know that I'm trying to be a better leader every single day, but uh, let's, let's, uh, we're talking about the offense. Let's, let's, let's talk about the defense. You know, so let's, we've, we've had guys like Kenneth Murray, Neville Gallimore, uh, Piedmont come through Motley, you know, he, he's in the league now and uh, they've, They've came a long way since we've been a here. A long way, man. Uh, those guys that you name, man, those are the guys that started it off, man. Those guys, I, I was a freshman when a lot of those guys were just getting their starts, you know, like K-9 and everything like that. And it, it was great to see them come in, play really well, and start to see that change a little bit, especially when Grinch came in here. And then some of the guys in, you know, our classes – got to actually see that change through. And now we're seeing a turnaround, right. man. Those guys are flying around, man. They fly to the ball. They play hard. They tackle well. They get turnovers, man. You know, shout out to the defense because last year when we were having some hiccups offensively, they really did some great things, man. And I think it's really, it's really, it's really slept on how well they played last year at the beginning of the year. Yeah, right. So we're looking at an offense that is historically great. And, uh, you know, these, like you said, these past two years on offense, we haven't been amazing. You know, we've been like top 15, top 20, but we're looking to chase that number one spot down and, and set the standard on offense for college football. You know, on defense, man, those boys just keep on getting better every single day. And uh, like you said, shout out to those boys, man, because they really – they really are pushing the offense and making us better. And uh, I, I don't think we'd be as good as good as we are now with without them, you know, especially Grinch. Grinch getting here, like you said, too. And so, yeah, so, matter of fact, speaking of Grinch, man, let me tell y'all something. Let me, Sooner Nation, let me tell y'all something, man. The way Grinch comes prepared every single day to his defensive meetings is something that I have never ever seen in my life this man has he, he's like a poet like he just typically always knows what to say as, as a matter of fact all right i'm not even in there right but we have this giant wall between the offensive meetings and the defensive meetings and you can kind of hear grinch yelling at the defense because i sit right next to the wall and man like Braden, you you hear him sometimes right like this this, this guy like speaks gold like, yeah, he does, man. I, I don't even know how to explain yeah, it. Yeah, that's partly why the defense plays so well, man, They and plays so hard. That man will literally make you want to run through a wall for him. I mean, some of the things that he says before games gets me going, and I don't even play defense. But, that, that <laughs> hey, man, I, and, I, and the greatest thing about the coaches is, man, the defensive coaches, is that we have a great relationship with them, even though we're not players on defense you know right. there's times where I, we, we draw at each other in practice but plainly you know just trying to get each other better man but i love the defensive coaches man they're great guys like real yeah. real great coaches man and uh i'm so happy to be on the same team with them guys you know i always find it funny when you like beat one of our receivers off the line and 
get a catch in one-on-ones Grinch always chooses you to go chase down and laugh yeah man hey Grinch (laughs) that's been going on for a little while man you know you and Grinch are like best friends we are like best friends but it it started through a little trash talk you know I catch a ball I'm I'm looking at Grinch I'm like hey Grinch what's, what's going on you know but uh nah we we have some we have some we have some good times, man. We, we joke around about me coming to play defense a little bit. You know, that would never happen, but that would be funny. Right. Right. No, that's uh, that's always good to hear, man. So expectations for this year, national championship. Nothing less, baby. We're going to get there. Nothing less. All right. So uh, let's uh, let's talk about some guys that are that are, that are going to help us, you know, some standouts. You know, we guys – we got guys this fall camp that have uh, really been turning a couple heads so far. Um, first, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some some new guys, some some younger guys. So, uh, C. Kelly, yes, we know you're 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 Caleb Kelly. If you hear this, yes, we know you're doing good, Patrick Fields. We everybody knows you're doing good, Patrick. But we're gonna talk about some other guys. All right, <laughs> right for sure. You know the guys the guys that everybody you know, knows about like Perion and, you know, yes. guys like that. Yes. Those guys are doing very good at camp. Yes. And that's not uh, Isaiah nothing. Thomas. Exactly. That's not to take yes. nothing away from those guys, but we want to talk about some of the guys that have been under the radar that have been making great plays, man. New guys, yes. guys that have just came in, you know, that are going to be able to help us win something big, man. All right. So uh, here, let's, let's do it like this. Um, We made a list guys. So, uh, I'm going to spit one, and you're going to spit one, and we're just going to go back and forth for a little bit, all right? Sounds good, baby. All right, all right. First one on the list is Mario Williams. Man, came in as what? Mario was what, a five-star? think so, man. Yeah. Highly, right. highly decorated. Yeah. So, you know, uh, me, I came in as a three-star, so I'm like one of those guys that's always like, stars doesn't matter. You know, uh, we're going to – we're going to see when you touch the field. And that's partially true. But, yo, this this guy earned those stars. You know, Mario is is quick. He's crisp. He pays attention. Um, I actually call him my nephew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sure. uh, Mario is like my little nephew, man. We got a, we got a great relationship. And uh, I, I know he'll be a great ball player. Um, oh yeah, for sure. I, I'm I'm gonna let the film speak for itself. We're gonna we're gonna let him shine this year and uh, move on to the next one. Who you got, Bray? Oh uh, man, I'm gonna go with another offensive guy. I'm gonna go with Mike Woods, man. Arkansas transfer. Everybody saw this coming, man. Yeah. He's a superstar at Arkansas, man. He's gonna be a superstar for us this year too, man. The guy came in and he's a stud. First off, he looks like he could come join us in an H back room, man. He's built. The guy looks great. And second off, he he's just a baller, man. I mean, there's not really much else to say. Great baller. He's just been making plays all year long. And also, he's a great guy, man. Yeah. I love the guy. It's a high-character guy to join our team, man. That's always a good thing. And, yeah, Mike Woods, man, he's really been balling out. He's been really making plays, and I can't wait to see him play. Yeah. I can't wait to play with him, man. Yeah, all that guy does is make plays. Mike the Playmaking Woods. All right, no, that's not smooth. We're gonna have to figure out something else. But um <laughs> all right, let's uh let's uh let's talk some defense real quick. How about what you think? Keyshawn Lawrence. That sound like a good one? 
Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, I love Keith. Another uh another transfer. Keyshawn has has worked his butt off. You know, uh, I think during the spring, in my opinion, you know, I'm not a coach or anything, but I think it took him a while to 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 play catch up. And so what I mean by that is obviously he had to learn the plays, get comfortable with the system. But at the end of the day, you know, football is football. And once he realized that, I think that uh that's that's where he made the turnaround. And I've seen that during camp. I agree. Uh, and and just a side note on uh, Key, man, athletic freak, man, guy that, you know, runs a 4-4, you know, 6-1, 6-2-ish, 200 pounds, jumps a 40-inch, just an athletic freak, man, but also a great guy. I, I love all these guys, man. These are really good guys, man. I wouldn't want to go to battle with any other guy. But another guy on the defensive side that's been – Catching my eye, and I don't want to say he's so much of a newcomer, but I'm going to say DJ Graham, man. And a lot of circulation has been going around about, you know, how he switched from corner or receiver to corner, and it's it's really not understood how well he's been doing and how seamless the transition has been for him, man. I mean, obviously that catch that he made, that one-handed catch that he right. made went viral or whatever the case may be. But man, he does that all the time. He's been playing great ball and he's gonna he's looking it's it's gonna be real good at at the corner spot, but really all over the defense, man. It's 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 exciting to see, man. You know, I didn't even know DJ played receiver and still until our fans started talking about it. You know, I I look at DJ and I'm like, yo, like you've been playing corner all your life. Like he's just yeah, a it, it, it really looks like it. Yeah, it really looks like it sometimes. Yeah. All right. Shout out to my boy DJ, man. He's uh he's gonna be a he's gonna be a great player. You know, he's a great player now, but he's gonna be even better coming soon. So uh moving on to my next one. I got uh I got Wanye Morris. I got uh my big left tackle right there, man. Wanye being an H back, you know, you're you're kind of in the backfield and and uh at the wing and so you spend a lot of time seeing the offensive line and 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 working with the tackles and i will say wanye has made my job a a lot easier at some points during this fall camp you know i i don't know if you've had that same experience but he was definitely one of the top names i got on this list oh for sure man and uh and as fans maybe don't know maybe they do know being a tight end Having a great left tackle means the world, man. It makes your it makes your job so much easier. So much easier. You, I mean, I can't even put into words how much you know having a, a great left tackle me or left right tackle tackle in general means to having a tight, you know, being a tight end. So it's it's just great, man. He's been doing really well. Yep. Yep. Shout out to Wanye, man. And I'm gonna give some more love to the defensive side of the ball, man. I'm gonna give some love to Danny Stutzman. You know, uh, freshman, the guy has came in and he's jumped in with the ones and twos and it's been kind of seamless for him, man. I mean, just, you know, some of the times we go out and we block them and the, the guy is, he, he's, he's, he's about it, man. He's, he's, he looks the part and he, he's going to be a great player for us, you know, in the, in the next couple of years. But shout out to Danny, man. Shout out to Danny. He definitely does look the part. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up another defensive guy too. I got I got Shane Whittier. Shane Whittier is a baller, man. This guy runs from sideline to sideline. I think he's the fastest linebacker we have. This guy can run. He's always making plays. He's a see ball, get ball type of guy. 
And uh, he kind of reminds me of Kenneth Murray in terms of like his instincts and being in the right place at the right time. I think we can expect a lot out of Shane this year. For sure. Another one of those guys that's an athletic freak, man. Yeah. Four, four oh, yeah. guy can run. I mean, yeah, he's going to be he, hey, another one of those guys that we can rely on this year. And then lastly, and for me, I'm going to give some love to some of my guys on the outside again. I'm going to go with Cody Jackson, Kojak, yes, as we call him. Man, Cody has been making some big plays, man. Obviously, come from came from the same school as C.D. Lamb. They produced some ballers out there, man. But, yeah, Cody's been doing some great things. He's been making a lot of competitive catches, man. And he, he looks good, man. He's going to be another – you know, great young guy for us to, you know, give us a little bit of production. You never know what's going to happen during the football season, as we all know. Like, for instance, two years ago when CD was out that one game, we had Dio step up, right? Right. It's the same way. It's great to have young guys that are ballers. So, you know, can't wait to see what Cody does for us. And it's going to be exciting, man. Yeah, I'm excited for Cody. And uh, I think that's that's all the guys we got. But, you know, this this really wouldn't be a football podcast if we didn't talk about the obvious guys on the field that we are missing. Spencer and Caleb, the quarterbacks, baby, QB1 and the freshmen. All right. All right. So, uh, you know, a lot of people on social media thought this was going to be a battle when they when they first saw Caleb Superman Williams was coming into town. You remember that? Yes, sir. Yeah, no, Caleb is uh Caleb is going to be a great, great quarterback. He's a baller. And I got all yeah, he's he's a baller. Jesus, this guy can sling it. He can run. He he, he can do everything that Coach Riley needs him to do. But let's not get it twisted. Spencer is uh Spencer's obviously been here a little bit longer and um he was ready to compete. He is ready to compete and he's doing a a, a hell of a job so far. And so I uh I love my quarterbacks, man. I I I you know Spencer. I got a little bit more touchdowns with Spencer, so uh, <laughs> little, little throw me the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I got a little favoritism with Spencer, <laughs> but um, <laughs> nah, man. These uh these guys are, are are great athletes, great competitors, but even even better people. You know, they they treat the guys in the locker room how they're supposed to be treated. You know, Caleb is like a sponge, and he's taking the time to. To, to learn and, and 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 really get a feel of what it's like to be an OU quarterback. And this is no knock on the rest of the guys, but you know, he's he's performing well. And um shout out to him for it. Most, most definitely. Right. So uh those are our standout guys that we have on our list. Yes, sir. All right, Sooner Nation. That is all we have for you today. I uh, hope you have a great time listening to our very first podcast. Hopefully you will tune in on many more. We'll get better at this thing as we keep on going. We'll get some more viewers as we keep on going. And uh, this year should be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to this year. Hey, me too, man. It's going to be a fun year. Can't wait to get out there. Can't wait to see the Palace rocking, 80,000 strong. And hey, we're going to get this thing going.
Yes, sir. Shout out to the NCAA for allowing the NIL to go through and allowing us to do this type of thing. For those of you that listened to my interviews before, you know I love to talk. So uh, if you feel like I'm talking a little bit too much or have any thoughts on what we should be talking about, let us know on our Twitter page, our Instagram page, or send us a message on Instagram or Twitter at Jeremiah underscore Hall 27. Also, you can hit a Braden on his. I cannot remember his tag, but you'll find it out there somewhere. Braden, you want to tell the people your tag? Uh, B Willis underscore 11 on Twitter and Braden underscore Willis on Instagram. Yes, sir. All right, Sooner Nation. I appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate you tuning in. Also, lastly, make sure you know this is presented by Per Me Media. Shout out to our producer, Alex. And we are out. This is. <laughs>